Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone's having an absolutely blessed day as always. And right out of the gate, I want to start off with something today because this has kind of hit the alternative media pretty hard and uh, started to wake a lot of people up, and I hope it wakes even more people up. And I'm going to post this article and this research study on the website. And what happened was Twitter suspended Steve Cortez for tweeting about the Stanford NIH study about the risk associated with wearing face masks. This happened, I think, two days ago. And what happened was people started to all of a sudden grab the research study because nobody had really heard about this. This was actually published the end of last year and was produced and it was actually put out there in January of this year, but yet nobody's seen it. Ironically enough, bobblehead Fauci has refused to talk about it, and the mainstream media has literally blacklisted it. The only way I could find this research study, which most of my searching I do, I use DuckDuckGo or other forms of basically search engines. I don't use Google. You can't find this article on Google. Ironically enough, Google has blacklisted this entire research study, and it's actually from Stanford University, and it's entitled Face Mask in the COVID-19 Era, a Health Hypothesis. And what's happened is the Stanford peer-reviewed report is being completely blacklisted by the media. Nobody's heard about it. Hardly anybody has heard that the peer-reviewed study done by Stanford University directly shows beyond a reasonable doubt that face masks have absolutely zero chance of preventing the spread of COVID. Or much past the fact, it was posted on the National Center for Biotechnical Information government site, which you think it'd be widely spread on mainstream media. Yet it hasn't. And it goes on to say in part of this research study, although several countries mandated wearing face masks in healthcare settings in public areas, scientific evidence are lacking supporting their efficacy for reducing any morbidity or mortality associated with infectious or viral diseases. Therefore, the practice of wearing face masks has compromised safety and efficacy profile. Both medical and non-medical face masks are ineffective to reduce human-to-human transmission of the SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19. Wearing face masks has adverse physiological and psychological effects. The long-term consequences of wearing face masks on health are detrimental. And one part of this, and we it's funny, I feel like a broken record sometimes. Dad and I have been talking about this for literally an entire year now. And it says right here, it's the second page of this research study, breathing physiology. <laughs> breathing is one of the most important physiological functions to sustain life and health. The human body requires continuous and adequate oxygen supply to all organs and cells for normal function and survival. Breathing is an essential process for removing metabolic byproducts such as carbon dioxide occurring during cell respiration. 
it is well established that acute significant deficit in O2 and increased levels of CO2, even for a few minutes, can be severely harmful and lethal. According to the current knowledge, the virus SARS-CoV-2 has a diameter of 60 to 140 nanometers. That's a billionth of a meter. While medical and non-medical face masks range from 50 to 440 micrometers, one millionth of a meter, which these masks are about 100 times larger openings than the SARS-CoV-2 virus. The SARS-CoV-2 can easily pass through any face mask that is it exposed to. It then goes on to say here, a couple pages later, the prolonged and continuous effects of wearing a face mask is maladaptive and is detrimental for the health. In addition, breathing through a face mask basically has residue, bacteria, and germ components on the inner and outside layer of the face mask. The exact same thing Dad and I have been saying for the last year. These toxic components are repeatedly rebreathed back into the body, causing self-contamination. A systematic literature review estimated that aerosol contamination levels of face mask includes between 13 to 202,549 different viruses. I'm going to repeat that. A systematic review of viruses, basically what they did was they took face masks all across the board. They swabbed them and they tested them. Anywhere between 13 to 202,549 different viruses were found on these face masks. Rebreathing contaminated air with high bacterial and toxic particular concentrations along with low O2 and high CO2 continuously challenges the body's and causes self-toxicity and immunosuppression. goes on to say, on top of that, the psychological effects include chronic stress, fear, mood disturbances, insomnia, compromised cognitive performance, and activation or flight or fight stress response on a regular basis. The physiological effects include Decline in pH levels, increase in acidity, toxicity, inflammation, self-contamination, increase in stress hormones such as adrenaline, increased muscle tension, immunosuppression, shortness of breath, increased lactate concentration. This is what I and Dad have said for an entire year, and the Stanford peer-reviewed study has now confirmed every single thing we have talked about with this months ago, but it has been completely and totally blacklisted by the media. Now, I'm going to put the link on the website, and you guys look at it, click it, copy it, send it, forward it. I don't care, but it needs to go out. This is a serious problem. The same thing we saw in Mississippi and Texas. As soon as they dropped the mask mandate, cases dropped through the floor. These masks are one of the largest health problems we have ever seen on a populace. Isn't it ironic, as soon as they mandated masks, pretty much countrywide, we saw an increase of alleged COVID cases, increase of bacterial pneumonia, increase of hospitalizations. Notice, the mask mandates didn't stop COVID from spreading. They didn't stop the cases. They continued to go up. 
But yet, bobblehead Fauci and his blithering moron goons that parrot everything he says, such as CNN and Fox News, continue to tell everybody, this is what you're supposed to do. Trust the science. Why am I trusting the science? I'm trusting Stanford's peer-reviewed journal that has now confirmed that it is not only ineffective to wear a mask, it is extremely dangerous and toxic to your body. And so I wanted to get that out there first thing this morning, Dad, because I never saw this months ago. Majority of everybody I've talked to has not seen this research study, even though it came out three months ago, because that shows you the power of the media and social media to be able to blacklist, suppress, and push down every single article that they do not want getting exposed. And now this is going viral. I've already sent it over to mom for ST Brower on Instagram. I've also sent it to multiple people, and I'll be putting it on the website. This has to explode on the Internet. People need to understand that every single thing we have been told for the last year is pretty much a complete and total lie. It has been used to manipulate, to control, and force everybody into a submissive state that absolutely is not tolerable anymore in the United States. What do you think, Dad? Well, Austin, it's like you said you know, when you first started this. It's a broken record for us. I mean, we've been warning and begging and pleading and everything else. I mean, if you want a natural protocol in order to fight viruses, it's, it's C, zinc, potassium iodide, and, you know, and, and D3K2. I mean, it's just – it always yep. has been. It's always been simple. We've talked about this for many years before COVID ever showed up. I mean, this is a natural protocol to keep a healthy immune system. And if you start getting a sore throat, hammer the astragalus. It knocks it out almost immediately. But remember, if you're a guy and you've got any kind of age on you, like over the age of 40, 50 or whatever, make sure you take prostate support with astragalus. Really, really important. And the thing about it is, is that, you know, it's not like it's rocket science. This stuff's not that difficult. But again, it's exactly what you've said. Every single time you start talking about natural protocols to increase the strength of the immune system, it's censored. You know, we had basically, you know, Amazon tells we couldn't sell zinc anymore. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, I mean, Amazon, I mean, this letter to the health masters, you know, they can't have zinc. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and so why? Because it acts like ivermectin does. It stops the replication phase of the virus. And see, we need to understand all of the science behind this. I've got a friend of mine right now. He's being sued by the Food and Drug Administration for basically promoting cures for COVID. You know, like Jim Baker came out, which I, by the way, I can't stand him. Uh, he came out a few last year, and he started having a guy come in and talk about how the colloidal silver just by itself would cure and kill, you know, you any kind of virus or whatever. It's not true. It's not true. You know, you, you got to be careful with claims that you make. I'm telling you, if you want to build your immune system, I don't care about COVID. I don't care about anything. I just want to talk about your immune system. If you want to have a stronger immune system against you know, any kind of viral load or cold or flu or anything, you got to increase specific nutrients in your body, period. It's just the way it works. But now my buddy's being sued under that new law that says you can't make claims as far as health claims. Well, they sure can't make health claims as far as all these different drugs they want to put you on. They sure can do that, can't they? They sure make health claims about how the vaccine's going to work, can't they? They make all kinds of health claims about things that aren't even true. You know, like Austin yesterday, he did the big, he did a whole set, 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 set part of the show on how the CIA has completely taken over the media. It's not like they're covert anymore with Operation Mockingbird. The CIA has become the media. And it's sad to me. It really is. I mean, 
literally, you know, Ann Barnhart, I interviewed her on the uh, Power Hour many years ago. Very, very type A woman, really hard, hardcore Catholic. And she said this. They were talking about the baby parts and baby cells and the aborted babies basically being in the vaccines. And here's what she said. She said, taking the death jab in any form is an obvious sin against prudence or caution. She said, it's obvious. And then she starts talking about what's going on with the vaccine, what's going on with the groups of people that are saying it has baby you know, DNA in it, baby cells in it, it's aborted fetuses. And she goes, that's not the issue here. The issue is this is a sin against prudence, against caution. She goes, the billionaire oligarchy led by Bill and Melinda Gates and George Soros and Klaus Schwab have for decades been loudly proclaiming as their number one agenda point that the human population must be drastically reduced within a matter of a few decades, if not faster. Their mantra for decades has been that the global population currently at 7.7 billion needs to be reduced to under 1 billion as quickly and as soon as possible. In fact, their whole stated goal is 500,000. The Gates Foundation was proven to have maliciously sterilized millions of Kenyan women and girls under the cover of a tetanus vaccine. Their entire climate change movement is a very, very, very thinly veiled cover for human population reduction and the installation of totalitarianism and total economic control. The sun controls climate, period. Every rational human being knows that. On October the 18th, 2019, the Gates Foundation held the final organizational meeting in New York City between the oligarchs, the NGOs, the governments, and big pharma, the media, called Event 201. The details of the coronavirus global fraud were laid out in detail, including the fictional backstory, only the location, Brazilian bats versus Chinese bats, was changed. The most important Tactical point drilled home in the event planning session was the absolute necessity for the media to flood the planet with terroristic fear porn nonstop. Think about that for a second. That was what they had to do. You had to have fear porn pushed and pushed and pushed. COVID-19 is immediately shown to be potentially severe deep chest goal for frail elderly people with comorbidities. And that's exactly what it is. It is something they engineered in a, in a laboratory. They put a SARS virus on it. They put an AIDS virus on it. They made it unbelievably dangerous. It quickly mutated, lost that ability, but it is still deadly to people that have comorbidities and people that are obese or the elderly. It really is. But the whole thing about this is it was basically put out the American population to scare everybody absolutely to, to, to death, literally. This vaccine basically can cause death, strokes, paralysis, miscarriages, bizarre unural sloughing, which means the placenta detaches, including among women who are years postmenopausal, are reported in the droves, orders of magnitude beyond any parameters, triggering a total cessation of human trials of any drug or vaccine. All side effects are waved off as either not related or acceptable. I'm going to post this article she put on here. It's a very, very, very good article. Now, she's I like I like Anne. She <clears throat> Extremely type A. She has something else. They were asking her about because she's 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 really type A. But she said, would you consider running for office? And here's what she said. She goes, and I'm going to read you this because I want everybody to listen to this because this goes right back to, to, to men not leading in men being basically sterilized and their sperm counts being dropped and their testosterone levels being dropped. She goes, will you consider running for office? She goes, nope. The Constitutional Republic of the United States no longer exists, and even if it did, I would rather sooner die than lend legitimacy to the teeming cesspool of scum and villainy that is Washington, D.C. Put another way, I have a bad back, and that prevents me from stooping that low. Additionally, I'm a leader and thus lean towards dictatorial. 
I could not function in a representative body, and I disqualified myself from any executive position. Now listen to this. I'm reading this entire paragraph for this. This is so important. Additionally, women shouldn't have to lead men. Men need to reassert themselves and their masculinity if Western civilization has any hope of survival. The destruction of the West is an intrinsically feminine phenomenon. Only men acting as men can restore it. I'm going to read that over again. One more time. Additionally, women shouldn't have to lead men. Men need to reassert themselves and their masculinity if Western civilization has any hope of survival. The destruction of the West is an intrinsically feminine phenomenon. Only men acting as men can restore it. Now, ladies, don't get offended by this. She's not saying that women can't lead. She's saying that men have stopped leading and that men will not allow themselves to be leaders any longer because whatever. She doesn't tell you why. I'm telling you it's because of the hormones that have been put into the food supply. We have so many kitty cat men. I talked about that last week right now that refuse to engage anybody with anything about any anyone. It doesn't make any difference. You can't say anything. They walk around like complete and total sheeple pretty much just waiting to die. And that's pretty much all they care about is, you know, the – you know, acceptance of groupthink. That's all they care about. You see it with pastors. You see it all over the place. Now, I will give a Church of Christ the credit. I posted on the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail covered it today. There is one Church of Christ in the country, which I don't get me wrong. I don't necessarily agree with the entire doctrine of the Church of Christ. I used to go to a Church of Christ, all right? But the one Church of Christ that has found out that one of their members is basically an opening, practicing lesbian, and they have told her that if she does not repent – try to seek a different direction that she can no longer come to the church and they're basically going to continue to try to help her as far as coming to the point of not wanting to be a lesbian and or she can't go to church there anymore all right they basically excommunicated her and of course she posted the letter they sent her they actually posted the letter and four of these guys these people from the church signed it now the question is this should they have done this right should they have gone out and talked to this individual, which they have already, by the way, they had already talked to her multiple times and they could not get a response from her, so they sent her a letter which she promptly posted online. Now they've pulled the church's Facebook page down and all the, all the other stuff down immediately because of the backlash they're getting. So here's the question. Did they do the right thing? Now whether it's the Church of Christ, we're not going to go there. If, if, in a matter, regardless of the denomination, did they do the right thing? Well, yeah, that's what the Bible tells us to do. That if someone's out there willfully doing something wrong, that basically they're offending other people, they're doing something against the word of God, that we as Christians are supposed to come and help them to do what's right and try to teach them the right ways to do things. As I always tell you guys, if I hang out with people who aren't saved, okay, which I very rarely do, I'm always talking about Jesus, which quickly ends the conversation anyhow. I remember, I remember when I became a Christian in, in 1979 at Florida State University. I mean, it was so funny to me because, I mean, I had all these friends that I thought were friends. And as soon as I started talking to them about Christ, they quickly stopped answering the phone calls or stopped returning my phone calls. They stopped everything. It was, it was the craziest thing you've ever seen. And, and what was so funny, I remember there was a girl named Cindy. She was a, a TA. She was a lab a, you know, teacher's assistant in the psychology program at Florida State. And uh, she was a real nice girl. And finally, she walks up to me one day and she goes, say it ain't so. And I said, what ain't so? I, she goes, I th- I've heard you're a Jesus freak. <laughs> I started laughing at her. I said, what does that mean? She goes, well, I heard you became a Christian. And I said, well, that's true. And I said, God loves you just as much as he loves me, Cindy. 
She was, oh, I can't believe you became a Christian. She just, she, she was so frustrated. Guys, that's the impact that your Christianity is supposed to have. You're supposed to be different. You're supposed to be a different person when you become a Christian. If you still want to go out to the bars and the strip clubs and get drunk and get stoned and claim to be a follower of Christ, you kind of need to reevaluate your commitment. (laughs) I'm just telling you, you're supposed to repent from the things the Bible says not to do. So I have to even, on this show, commend this church for calling this out and saying it's not okay. Now, what they weren't anticipating was the fact that the Daily Mail, which is huge, which has millions of readers all over the world, and is going to slam them, and they're going to have to take their Facebook and all the other pages down concerning their church. And I guess that's just part of it, isn't it? It's part of when you do what's right and you say what you're supposed to say, suddenly everybody gets mad at you. Now, here's the thing. This girl who's the lesbian, this hairdresser, she can now go to another church that claims to be a Christian church, and she can go ahead and join that church because they'll accept her regardless of how she is without having to have any visible sign of repentance in a lifestyle pattern that's basically against the word of God. That's not okay. That's the problem we have with Christianity is that we're not all standing together with what the word says. They're putting openly homosexual people out in the pulpit and ordaining them as priests and pastors. That's not what the Bible says. We can't do that. We can't go against the word of God. And we talked about this a few weeks ago. We have, we have Christians that openly accept homosexuality and openly accept abortion. There's a point in time when you keep compromising on your beliefs and values that everything changes. The entire world will change. Now, one more story, and I'll also jump on this real quick. This is interesting. Uh, there's a guy out there who uses information bots in order to, you know, how should I say, you know, de- declare and predict the future, right? Now, I'm not going to give you the guy's name because the guy's like wrong most of the time. 90% of the time, he's wrong. So, in fact, I, this has been posted on a, on a major website, and I've asked this person repeatedly, why do you continually post this guy? Because, quite frankly, uh, this guy is basically wrong all the time. Now, some of the things he's talking about are the side effects from the COVID vaccines. That's the primary article here. I'm not going to post the article, so you just kind of listen to me on this. He goes that there was a huge rise in the statistical reporting of miscarriages. This is true. All across the Western world where vaccines have been put out and we had this mass inoculation program going on, miscarriages were up like 500 and 600 percent just in a month and a half. Now, this is because of placental detachment. The head guy at Pfizer who used to work there warned people not to take the vaccine if they were pregnant because it could cause placental detachment. However, it's also causing other problems with the uterus and women who have already stopped ovulating. We just heard about that a minute ago. That means that it could massively decrease fertility in women. Now, he goes on to say, now, bear in mind that in four months, we've had a report of 3,000 deaths, and that equals all the deaths for the last 13 years and all the miscarriages. Even in older women, they're saying there's nothing like they've had in their entire history as far as periods and problems with their ovaries. This is not a good sign. So then he goes on to say that basically this is basically a situation in which we're going to have massive problems with infertility. Quote, there may be enough people inoculated with the vaccine that we're now going to push infertility on most of the populace. Through the close contract of the unvaccinated with the other vaccinated and fertile people, we may as a result of this have to alter our social order to where the vaccinated people are put in some type of coventry, where they're excluded from contract with non-vaccinated people because they're isolated and held back so the species can continue. It is highly probable that everyone who's been vaccinated with the MNR back product is infertile. I don't agree with that. And it's, and it's not that they're not infertile. I would shudder to think what it would do as far as the outcome of their progeny if they did have a child. 
All we have is discovery. We'll continue to discover how new clusters of effects from this vaccine, which is not a vaccine, should be halted immediately, and everybody has ever been involved with it should be rounded up and be put in the jail because it may truly be a crime against humanity. If it's as bad as it appears at this stage, we may have doomed the entire species to infertility, and the human race as we know it will expire as a species when the last human on Earth now dies. This is hyperbole. I want you to understand that. And the reason I read this to you, because I want to call it out as hyperbole, we're not going to be destroyed as a species. Here's why. Here's why. Not everybody's going to have the same effect as they will with the people that have had massive problems with their uterus or with placental detachment. Some people have a natural resistance to it. And there are a group of us, like me and my family and you guys, who have refused to take an MNR vaccine. We're not going to do it. Ever. But now here's the problem, isn't it? They're experimenting on young girls and young boys, and some of them are having extreme violent reactions now given these injections. Is that going to induce massive infertility in the young people in the United States before they ever have a chance to reproduce? That answer is probably yes. Okay, That's kind of like Gardasil. They intentionally did Gardasil years ago, and they knew that it would cause premature ovarian failure in the girls' who they gave it to. The test proved it before they ever administered it to the general public. They did not care. Now we've got an entire generation of young girls who are infertile because of premature ovarian failure, which means basically they went into menopause after the Gardasil shot at the age of 12, 13, 14, and 15, and they could never, ever have children again because their ovaries dried up and all their eggs died. There's the blunt side of that. Okay, So is this a possibility that it's going to be a massive, massive problem for girls now to get pregnant well yeah actually the answer is actually yes this same same thing happened in the 50s back in the 50s they had a whole generation of girls whose mothers when they were pregnant were giving diethylsilbestrol des and diethylsilbestrol caused massive problems with infertility of the girls who were born to the mothers who were giving des diethylsilbestrol and so we had a lot of people my wife's age in particular from like 40 to 70 at this point right now in their lifespan, who could not or had a difficult time with having children. It was it was frustrating. Same thing happened to my sister. My mom was given diethylsilbestrol. It caused a massive problem with infertility. It also caused a massive problem in testicular cancer in the sons who were born to these women. Just give you a little medical background on all that. So they've been doing this for years and years and years, since the 40s. Since the 40s when the Jason Collar scholars got together, this is a CIA group think tank, Basically, it said that one of the primary things that we had on the planet that we had to reduce was the population of the planet. And now they want to reduce the population of the planet by hook or by crook or by vaccine. Here we go. Or by chemicals in the food and water supply any way they possibly can as quickly as they possibly can. Because apparently the off-world overlords that run this planet, that's really kind of a nice way of saying a bunch of demonic things from hell. They basically want to reduce the population of the planet for some, un- for some various, who knows, unknown reason. And now I talked about this in depth yesterday about what Klaus Schwab and all the rest of them are going to do. And by the way, thank you. I've had I have, I have had texts from everywhere about the show yesterday, about how you guys enjoyed it. I thank you for the show response from yesterday. But guys, this is hyperbole, though it is going to be a factor. And unless you've had someone in your family or you or your husband or you and your, your wife or husband or whatever have suffered from infertility, you don't understand the agony that causes in a family. And how you're trying and trying and trying and trying to get pregnant. And people say, oh, you're trying too hard. Well, no, sometimes you can try all you want. 
because of chemicals in the food and chemicals basically that have been put into your system or vaccinations apparently now you have had, you ain't going to get pregnant because you've been sterilized. So, guys, think through this. So is taking the vaccine a sin against prudence or against caution? Actually, it is. It really is a sin against prudence. Austin, what do you think and what's your next story? Oh, you nailed it. Absolutely. To do something blindly and to have no idea what effects it's going to have with your body and just to just to listen of what somebody blindly tells you to do is sheer ignorance. And it's, I mean, it's, it's a lesson in, you know, basically what morons do. Now, like I said before, if you decide you really, really want to inject yourself with RNA gene therapy editing and you want to inject yourself with aborted fetal tissue, it's absolutely your right. You have the right to do so. I'm not told you guys before. I'm very libertarian about a lot of stuff. Somebody wants to go engage in that type of very, very dangerous, reckless behavior and go inject themselves with this stuff, they, they can do so. But understand, there's consequences to it. The same thing it goes if you want to eat Twinkies and donuts and Doritos and Taco Bell every day and push your weight up to four, five, six hundred pounds, there's going to be consequences that come along with it. And what's ironic to me now is the vast majority of the American populace have lost the idea that there's consequences and we're responsible for ourselves. And this is what has been tied into everything we've seen last year, is that there is no more personal consequence anymore as far as what people believe. It's my responsibility to wear a useless mask to protect you. It's my job to get a vaccine so you feel better about me being vaccinated, which I've never understood that concept because if you got the shot and it allegedly works, why do you care if anybody else is vaccinated? That's been the, the funniest thing that I've heard lately. Is people, well, everybody's got to get the shot. Well, if the shot works, why does everybody have to get it? If you're protected, right, you you got your RNA gene editing, all right, you're good. You're good. You do what you want. The same thing we've seen now with this useless rioting all across the country. And this has been nothing more than communist-funded takeover of the United States going in and saying, we're mad that a cop killed somebody, so we're going to burn down Taco Bell, and we're going to loot Target, and we're basically going to hit Foot Locker with Molotov cocktails makes absolutely zero sense from a logical standpoint. But again, it goes back into the ideology. I'm not responsible for my actions. That cop or that person or whatever outside situation occurred, that's what's causing my behavior. I can't be responsible for throwing Molotov cocktails at Foot Locker. That's not my fault I did that. That's your fault. It's your fault I did that because you haven't done anything about it. This is the stupidity that is starting to infect the entire country like a cancer. People are starting to actually believe they're not responsible for anything. There are no consequences for anything. They can simply do what they want, act how they want, live how they want, do whatever aspect of their life they want. There's no consequences. You do whatever you want. The same thing I said earlier. People want to eat junk food, even though now numerous research studies have shown obesity and inactivity is the primary cause of health issues 
in COVID patients and the primary cause of morbidity in COVID patients. But yet the same people that demand everybody cater to them, you'll see them driving around Walmart on their electric scooter, five, six, seven hundred pounds, can't even breathe properly because they're so out of breath simply from riding on a scooter while they fill up their cart with junk food that's taller than them. And uh, act like everybody hasn't seen this. We've all seen it, okay? So don't, don't point your finger at me and say I'm being rude. I'm just being honest with you. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing from a humanity standpoint, and it's embarrassing from an American standpoint to see what's happening now and see the same people that refuse to take care of their bodies, refuse to take care of their country, refuse to take care of their families, and they want to say it's everybody else's responsibility to take care of me because I'm me. I deserve more attention than everybody else. It's moronic. It's asinine, and it's absolutely selfish. Americans have to start being Americans again. You have to say, you know what? There's a risk with running your own business. There's a risk with being exposed to dozens of people every day. There's a risk of going out on a limb and doing this on your own. There's a risk to everything. You have to take the risk and say, okay, but guess what? I'm going to do it because I'm responsible for my own life. If you don't take the risk, nobody's going to take it for you. And this is exactly what they have tried to promote last year is the reversal of that. You can't take risks. You can't open your business. You cannot be around your family. You can't be around your grandparents. That's too dangerous. We're, we're going to make those decisions for you because we know what's best for you. The old bobblehead buffoon Fauci likes to babble on TV and say, it's for your perfect protection. And he always puts up his little quote fingers for your protection. And I mean, I wish, I wish. I could come in contact with him person to person one day so I could have a true live verbal debate with him. I really do. Obviously, that's never going to happen because that man only, only goes on television when it benefits him and he has basically a controlled media outlet. But this is what we're starting to see now. The same thing I told you guys yesterday down here in Florida. Governor DeSantis yesterday signed the anti-riot bill. And we went into detail on that yesterday. And what's ironic about it is he actually went and signed this over at the office with the Polk County Sheriff's Department. I had one of my good friends who's Polk County Sheriff. He basically texted me up yesterday, and he said, yeah. He said, DeSantis just left here. He actually signed this bill, came over here, and did a press conference with Grady Judd, our sheriff down here in Polk County. And this is, this is the funny part. <laughs> this is what Grady said yesterday, and I'm going to quote him in a second. And I said this yesterday, and I've said this for weeks, and I did not intend to basically copy him or him to copy me. We're completely two separate individuals. I don't really have any contact with Grady Judd. I know Dad basically has talked to him before, but this was not planned. This is really ironic. Grady came out, and he said – this is what we enjoy in Florida. This is the Florida we know and love. We're a special place, and there's millions of people who like to come here. And quite frankly, we like to have them here. So we only want to share one thing as you move here, hundreds of you a day. Welcome to Florida. But don't register to vote and vote the stupid way you did up north. You'll get what they got. 
There's a reason that this place is fun in Florida. There's a reason why we have a 49-year low crime rate. And the same people that don't think we should have an anti-rioting bill are the same ones that think we ought to let more people out of prison. And when they're doing that, as the governor and our speakers have alluded to, crime goes up. And he goes on to say, we've got a new law, and we're going to use it if we need to. We're going to protect the people. No longer will people walk up and surround you as a citizen of Florida or as a visitor of Florida and surround you while you're eating dinner at an outdoor cafe with a big mob without having immediate consequences and arrest from our law enforcement officers. This is not acceptable. Now, I would give him a standing ovation, but I'm not live on video right now, so it won't matter. This is what true leadership does in Central Florida. This is what you do when you stand up for people around you. This is why everybody's moving to Florida. And I'm going to reiterate what he said. We only want to share one thing as people move here hundreds a day. Welcome to Florida, but don't register to vote and vote the stupid way you did up north. This cannot be reiterated too often. This is so important to everybody that's listening to the show and any of your friends or family that are moving down here. We have a very, very open state when it comes to basically normality, when it comes to freedoms, when it comes to laws. This is what he's talking about here. And we are no longer going to allow people to come down here and riot and do all kinds of horrendous things. You guys saw there was one one incident last year in Polk County, one incident, one incident only, where the BLM terrorists and Antifa members, which originally it was actually a BLM protest in downtown Lakeland, and it was extremely peaceful. They proved their point. They said what they had to say. They were there for a couple hours, and I commended them for it. It was handled very professionally. But, of course, a few hours later, the Antifa members and the terrorist portion of BLM decided to show up, and they moved over to Memorial Drive over in Lakeland, big intersection in Lakeland. And they decided that they were going to riot and stop all the traffic. That actually got caught in that, in his truck. He was blessed he didn't have to have any direct engagement, but he basically saw it firsthand. And it's funny because Lakeland PD showed up. Lakeland PD, Lakeland Police Department, the horrific Lakeland Police Department that's been engaged in numerous, numerous incidents. I'm not even going to go any further than them. They couldn't quell it. They said, oh, it's cool. We got it handled when Dan called 911. Don't worry about it. He goes, no, it's not handled. They're still here. The road's blocked. We can't move. So, of course, the Polk County Sheriff's Department, run by Grady Judd, sent out the riot patrol SWAT team, and they began to tear gas everybody that decided they wanted to jump on cars and break windshields and start acting like buffoons. And they were quickly, quickly quelled. And this is what people have to understand. Protesting, speaking your mind, standing your ground. Exercising your First Amendment is absolutely encouraged. I don't care what your opinion is. It can be grossly different than mine. You have that right to do so. But as soon as you start going and doing bodily harm to individuals or motor vehicle damage or damage basically to other people's buildings, that aspect 
of your freedom no longer exist. And now you are becoming a felon and you are becoming a criminal. That is something that people have to understand and stop falling into this lie like Maxine Waters telling everybody they got to get more confrontational and more aggressive. They want people to go out and do this. They want to start as much violence and conflict as they can. It causes disharmony, and it does not promote unity. If people want to get really mad, I mean mad, I mean dirt dog mad, and go out and protest and get really aggressive, they need to be doing so at each one of the Federal Reserve banks in the United States for completely and totally ruining our financial system in the U.S. Or they need to go to the Capitol and make their voice heard. Oh, that's right. You can't make your voice heard at the Capitol anymore because there's 5,000 National Guard members that are armed with 10-foot-tall permanent fencing and razor wire. That's right. They want to make sure they direct the calamity the violence and the disharmony in the areas they want, but they don't want it coming to where they live and they work. Hence, what they did what they did up in D.C. and completely and totally blew out of proportion a very clear protest. And some people got out of hand, I'm not going to lie. Some people got in fights. Some people basically walked into the Capitol through open doors that were unlocked. And you can argue that back and forth, the legality of that. But isn't it ironic? Just throw this out there. Isn't it ironic that we've seen Antifa violently protesting and firebombing Portland, Oregon for literally an entire year now? An entire year. But yet, we haven't seen one single FBI informant or one single FBI investigation into Portland, Oregon. Isn't that ironic to you? Or what about all the other cities that we saw mass rioting in last year? When's the last time you saw billboards from the FBI on the interstate telling people if they have any information about the Portland, Oregon rioting and firebombing to contact them or any of the other situations? Pick a city. Isn't it funny how they only went after the patriots that wanted to stand up for their rights and wanted a true electoral voting system. Does anybody else find that ironic but me? I don't know. Maybe that's just me, Dad. What do you think? Well, yesterday I talked about the power that Lynn Rothschild has and how she called the top 100 CEOs and put them on a conference call and told them to basically boycott Georgia as far as the you know any type of activity they're having in Georgia as far as the you know the National Baseball League and all the other things you know I mean Major League Baseball I mean it's crazy it's absolutely nuts that these bankers have that type of power but they do and I yesterday I went into detail on how they own everything so you got to listen to yesterday's show and I want to also commend Grady Judd in fact I I know Grady he's helped me out a few times I remember years ago and about a decade ago I mean Lakeland Police Department don't think they're good for is to chase you down while you're having ice cream with your son at the BMW dealership getting your car washed and basically uh, coming in arresting you and throwing you in handcuffs but that's a story for another day but the Lakeland Police Department are absolutely awful they're horrible people you know they're, they're better now that Grady Judd got involved with them in fact I told the police captain there one time she's been since fired she was talking about Grady Judd doesn't tell me what to do. And I said to her, I said, why don't you go put handcuffs on Grady Judd? Why don't you go arrest him? See how that works out for you. I told her that. 
And she was, well, she didn't say that because suddenly I wasn't going to, you know, lick that witch's boot. There's a problem with this. And, you know, Ann Barnhart was right as far as men have lost the ability to lead and they're no longer leading. And then she said that women have basically destroyed Western civilization. And that's a basically female, feminine, basically, how should I say, phenomenon. Now, what does she mean by that? Well, here's why. When men don't lead, women have to lead. And here's the problem. Then you get the butch leaders out there, the women who are the lesbians and the witches. You think, well, you're talking about witches and lesbians? Uh, yeah, we're going to do that right now. And, and here's the problem with that. They come out. They start pushing their narrative. They start pushing their beliefs. They start pushing their views. And a lot of these women are bad, like Hillary Clinton. They're really bad people. I mean, Hillary's a full-blown you know, witch. You know, every six weeks, she left her position there in the governor's mansion and in the White House and went to her coven, C-O-V-E-N, coven, her witch's coven in California, according to Larry Nichols. He used to be their right-hand guy. So you think, wow, well, yeah, that's the problem. Isn't that the problem with the, with the witches, the sorceresses of Jezebel in the Old Testament and all of them? Oh, yeah, they were there too. So that's the problem we run into when we start allowing people to have really bad values. Now, do I have a problem with people like Christy Nome, who has good, strong, Christian, wholesome values being the governor of South Dakota? Absolutely not. I think she does an excellent job. Except for that transgender thing she refused to sign for some reason. I have no idea. She's done absolutely stellar work. She really has. And now we're having Governor DeSantis here in Polk County signing this legislation with Sheriff Grady Judd. And, you know, guys, this is the dream team. If DeSantis ran for president and Grady Judd was the attorney general, which they could be setting this up. You think about it because, you know, Grady Judd was on Tucker Carlson last night talking about this bill. And what he was doing with Grady Judd here in Polk County. In fact, I know Sheriff Judd. Like I said, he's helped me numerous times, and he's an incredibly good man. And he and I go to church together. But here's what I wrote him today. In fact, I sent him three copies to make sure he get through his screeners. It says, Sheriff Judd, you did an excellent job on Tucker's broadcast. You are articulate and to the point. You represented your constituents very well. We are all very proud of you. Thank you for your steadfast loyalty to Polk County. Thank you for your consistent message and your commitment to Christ. If there is ever anything I can do for you, please let me know. Sincerely, Ted Brower. That went out this morning before Austin ever promoted or talked about Grady Judd. That's how appreciative I am of this man. He is absolutely amazing. So, guys, think through where you live. Think through who's in power. And remember, you know, people like Maxine Waters, who probably has a 50 IQ, I don't know what rock she crawled up underneath, they're just going to say stupid stuff. And now this entire trial that's going on right now with this officer who's been accused of killing this gentleman, this black guy, this drug addict or whatever he was, uh, basically it could be tainted. They're saying they could actually have a mistrial because of what she did and what she's going out and doing as far as running her mouth. It's very important. Now, one other thing Austin talked about, i got to say this in a nice way. A lot of people have had severe health problems, not because of their own choosing, but because of genetics or because somebody gave them a vaccine that caused them to be paralysis, have paralysis or somebody basically did something to them that gave them cancer, like with the simian 40 back in the 60s with giving it in the polio vaccines that 100 million people got. That's not their that's not their fault. What also is talking about is people who go out and continually break every lifestyle rule there is to break and then expect the society to continue to support them and give them money after they've done this. 
And this is the problem that I have and Austin has with a lot of folks who make the same bad decision over and over and over again. Perfect example this weekend. I was over at a hangar watching Sun and Fun. And I have a person who's there who's a friend of mine. And he's about 100 pounds overweight. And he has diabetes. And on and there's all these health problems along with the neuropathy. They're extremely painful feet. This is, this is a direct result from the diabetes and lack of circulation. Because remember, when you have to inject insulin, you end up creating an over – how should I say this in a way that everybody's going to get it? There's a magnetic field inside of the body. Insulin is a salt. And when you inject insulin into your body, it causes an over-ionization. The magnetic field gets stronger. And that causes things like calcium to attach themselves to the wall of the arteries, one of the reasons that happens. And so you have a narrowing of the peripheral arteries and the peripheral you know, arterioles, and basically they no longer can supply enough blood to the extremities, and you start having neuropathy, and you also start having things like infections that don't heal, and you have to have things like amputations, which is, by the way, the number one cause of amputations, and blindness both are diabetes and insulin. So I started talking to my friend, and I said, well, you know, there's a lot of things you can do to help the neuropathy. And he goes, what are they? Send me a link to it. I'm like, well, and I told him, I said, well, I'm going to make, I got to make up a name because I know the guy real well. We're going to call him Jehoshaphat. <laughs> we, everybody knows that's not the right name. And I looked at him, I said, look, Jehoshaphat, here's the deal. You know, there's no reason to take anything if you're not going to change your diet. He's sitting there eating fried fish that's been fried in corn oil. Okay. And I said to him, I said, he said, are you having any fish? I said, no, I don't eat stuff like that. I don't eat food that's been fried in omega-6 fats much less an omega-6 fat that you know is a GMO product. I said, I don't do that. And he goes, oh, why not? And I said, well, omega-6 fats make your blood real thick. Okay, It's like safflower oil, oil, soybean oil, corn oil, high in omega-6 fats. And I said, that blood getting thick will make it harder to pump, and you'll increase the problems you're having with neuropathy, and you'll make your circulation problems even worse. So what did he do? He kept eating the fish. <laughs> can't even make it up. And plus, he's flying on an airplane. So Jehoshaphat was going to go dehydrate himself on an airplane, make his blood even thicker, eating foods that are loaded with omega-6 fat, 100 pounds overweight, already has diabetes, already has neuropathy. So did he stop eating the fish? No. And I looked at him. I started laughing. And I said, until you want to get your lifestyle right and stop eating like this and lose 100 pounds, you're never going to correct the diabetes without continuing to take the medication for it. And he just kind of looked at me. It was kind of strange. And then all of a sudden he had to go talk to somebody else. <laughs> I always get a kick out of that when they have to go talk to somebody else because they don't like the conversation that we're having. But see, that's what Austin's talking about. How many people out there really want to change? How many people out there really want to change their diets and start taking care of themselves? Well, the problem is a lot of people rather just run around in a little little chair from Walmart and you know, they weigh four, five, six, seven hundred pounds. And they, of course, I don't think they can even handle a seven hundred pound person because I think it'd break the wheels off. But the reality is they want to do that because it's the easier way to do it. I mean, one time I saw a lady leaving Walmart. I I don't really like going to Walmart, by the way. And she was about five hundred pounds, and she was in a car, and she was in the driver's passenger side of the car, and somebody else was driving, and she literally had an entire cake that she just bought. And she was holding it up on her chest, not eating a slice, but eating the entire cake. And I thought, wow, it's just a photograph I wish I could unsee. But that's what we have when people want to eat, you know, 10, 12,000 calories a day to maintain that kind of body mass. It takes a lot of calories to maintain five, six, seven hundred pounds. It really does. So start thinking about your health and what you can do to stay healthy. 
By the way, I want to say one thing about this. This is this is this is a this is ridiculous. You know, Buddhism, Buddhism. You know, the, the, the Buddhist, the guy who was Buddha. He, there was nobody named Buddha, by the way. It was, it was somebody else, and and they basically started this belief structure about twenty five hundred years ago. And there was a guy who was running around trying to basically have enlightenment, and he started searching for all of these enlightenment things, and and he never claimed to be a deity or a god, and he's dead now. He's deader than dead. He's in the grave somewhere. He's probably already gone to powder. Nobody even knows where he is. But, you know, here's the thing. The historical figure known as Buddha was born near Ganges River Basin in northern India. Before he became Buddha, his name was Siddhartha Gautama. This is his name given meaning, who achieves his aim. And supposedly at around the age of 29, he witnessed suffering for the very first time, and he decided he was going to try to go on a path to enlightenment, and he died. All right. Well, people follow him, but he's not a deity. He's not God. He's just a person who's dead. And so here's the thing. It's kind of weird when you get to these other religions. This is a horror as the Buddhist monk chops off his head with a guillotine for good luck in the afterlife. Yeah, this is a Buddhist monk. His name is Thamarkorn Wangprichi. He's 68 years old, and he's been preparing for the past five years to kill himself through decapitation with a guillotine in front of a Buddha statue so when his head would fall, it would land on the arms of Buddha. I can't make this stuff up, guys. I'm, I've posted this on the website. This is so bizarre. Let me tell you why I brought this story up. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. It's historical fact. The entire calendar changed upon his resurrection as God. We have to understand that we serve a living Savior. He is alive today. He is the great I am. It ain't Buddha. It ain't Confucius. It's none of these things, okay? These guys are – it's not Muhammad. It's Jesus Christ. It's not some snake in a tree. It's Jesus Christ. And we need to understand that. So, guys, remember, Jesus is the author. He's the finisher. He's the perfecter of our faith. We can do all things through Christ. And, guys, listen to me. Take your leadership role as an adult male, as a Christian male, seriously. Your family depends on it because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Finish it up, Oz. Absolutely. And this is why we continue to just get the truth out there. And I encourage everybody for these shows, at the very least for the articles, we send them, we put them on the website every single day. We put links to stuff. We're doing the best we can to get the truth out there and to wake people up. And we encourage everybody to please at least do the same and trying to talk to people because the more people wake up, then it's starting to happen now. We're starting to see many, many people kind of get the hint. I mean, if, if you haven't figured out that there's something strange going on and we're being lied to, <clears throat> excuse me, at least a little bit, then you're not awake. And even people that aren't really awake, I've started to notice, are becoming more and more awake about what's going on. Even just small amounts. Hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? People ask me all the time, what do you, what do you think about this situation? So, um, do you, what do you, you want the short explanation or you want to go down the deep rabbit hole? You, know, you, you pick it. Which one do you want right now? And, of course, a lot of times people are like, no, I'm, I want to know what's going on. 
we try to do the best we can every day on the show. And I know there's vast array of topics we talk about on a regular basis, including from health to nutrients to basically just everything all across the board. So, again, thank you for the continued support. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com. Be sure to give us a call or check out the website for all of your health needs. We try to keep as many of the high-end supplements in stock as we can. We manufacture a lot of products. There's certain products, you know, that we do get delayed on a little bit, but for the most part, we do the best we can to help everybody out, including the viral protection kit. Also, too, if you guys need anything shipped fast, please give us a call. We'll be happy to give you a very, very good rate on next day air, second day air, three-day select. I know a lot of people have been basically saying that it's taken a week or so to get their packages. That is not on our end. We're shipping stuff out literally almost same day as always. But the mail service and a lot of the other mailing systems are now using COVID as an excuse to not do their job. And I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just throwing the information out there so you guys understand what's going on. So if you want something quickly, if you want something, you know, in a timely fashion, be sure to give us a call. We'll give you the best rate we can. Thank you again for the support. Healthmasters.com. Check out the thyroid support on sale right now. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.